Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Great to have you with us on this Friday broadcast. Uh, Today we're going to talk about baptism, the baptism of the Lord. We hear the story in this Sunday's Gospel from Mark about Jesus coming to John at the River Jordan and being baptized. And that marks a humble submission from Jesus to the will of his Father and can we say, then opens the door for all of us to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and walk in the light of Christ. But what about your baptism? Most of you probably don't remember being baptized, but does your baptism make a difference in your life today? Well, it should, and we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, Father Joseph Johnson. Father Joseph is the pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, that, of course, in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. Father Joseph Johnson, welcome back. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Great to have you on the program today. Thank you. Good to be with you, Chuck. And what look, a wonderful looking, uh, way to begin the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I wholeheartedly agree. Talking about baptism today, as we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. And uh, we hope some of you will uh, uh, join us in the conversation today. But uh, Father Joseph, get us started. Sunday's Gospel, it's from the Gospel of Mark. Give us an overview. What's going on? It's a short uh, Gospel passage uh, this week. And it it really focuses, and, you know, of course, it's, it's kind of a funny juxtaposition because these past weeks we've been so focused on the infancy of Christ, right, his his birth and uh, and the adoration of the shepherds and then of the Magi, you know, and, and now all of a sudden we talk about baptism. And for us, that is not a jarring thing at all because most of us were baptized as infants, right? If you if you are what we call a cradle Catholic, right, it means that from from your infancy you were part of the church, so you were probably baptized while while uh, just you know, weeks after being born. But for Jesus, that's not the case. So to move from his infancy to his baptism is a little bit jarring uh, for us because we're dumping basically thirty years. Uh, that's a that's quite a leap, and of course most of those intervening thirty years uh, are hidden, the hidden life of our Lord. But with the baptism of our Lord, we begin what we call the public ministry of Jesus, which uh, lasts about three years, uh, and it's really where he he manifests his mission as as the Messiah, and the the to begin it all is this moment, the baptism. And then talk to us, if you would, Father Joseph, about the importance of of Jesus coming to John and John baptizing Jesus. 
Right. Well, so so many people thought John was the Messiah. You know, there and there were there are many people in that age. It was a very religious uh, culture uh, that the Jews had, obviously, and and they they lived with a, a real expectation of of a Messiah who would come. They lived with a history of greats having risen up and done great things in the name of God. So when somebody interesting came along and did something out of the ordinary, they're always trying to see is is this another one of these great prophets we should sit up and pay attention to, or is this the one? Right, the the finally the promised savior, and so John himself had attracted a lot of attention, and and people were thinking, huh, maybe he's not just a prophet. Boy, he speaks with authority, so we know he's at least a prophet. But maybe he is the one, and he's going, no, that's not me. I am not even worthy to stoop and mess with the sandals of the guy who's coming after me. Right. And and that's where John says, you know, don't don't set your hopes on me. I'm not the savior. Uh, And then John gets this moment where he uh, gets to announce here. Here is Jesus, the savior. Different accounts of it in the different Gospels. Uh, This year, Mark is the gospel that we use through the first part of the year. Mark is the shortest of Gospels, and so it gives us the most concise uh, account of all of these uh, different events in the life of Jesus. Uh, and so, so we don't get all of the details that we get in some of the other Gospels, but, but here we find him uh, having announced that, that the one that comes after him is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. That's going to be the one you want to pay attention to. Yeah, and then so John baptizing Jesus... How does that uh, impact us, or what does that mean for us uh, living in this uh, pretty crazy, chaotic 21st century? Sure. Well, I'd say in any time, it's shocking because of what we understand of baptism. Wait a minute. If I think of the effects of baptism, the first effect I think of is, what, the, the forgiveness of original sin, you know, being cleansed of sin, starting with original sin and then all personal sin uh, that came after that, if, if we're talking about an adult or someone over the age of reason. The first effect of baptism is cleansing of sin. Whoa! Why would Jesus need to be baptized? Or, or my, my mind is short-circuiting. Are we saying that Jesus has sin? That therefore he would need to be baptized? Don't go down that path. That I can't. No, 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 no. Sin can't be there. He's the Son of God. So that's that's what John the Baptist's hesitation was in baptizing him. Whoa, whoa, no, no. Because what is the baptism of John? The baptism of repentance. That's what the baptism of John is. He called the people out in the desert, repent of your sins. That's the message of John, is to repent. And in fact, they tell me that in, in certain small of the Middle East today, there are still followers of John the Baptist. But, but more than that, we find even in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, we find Paul traveling to Ephesus, and he finds some believers, and, and he, he just asks them, he says, you know, uh, when, you, when you became a, a follower of Christ, did, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they said, uh, who? We, we've not even heard that there's a Holy Spirit. Uh, and so, so again, there's this thing called baptism that didn't always include the Holy Spirit, but it was just a baptism of repentance. And what, what Jesus is going to bring 
is he being the 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 son of god being part the second person of the blessed trinity he is connected to the holy spirit and therefore what he brings to all of his actions is this presence of the holy spirit so that that we find this but what we have to get past is why did Himself get baptized before we can even unpack what what does Jesus do with baptism? Why was he undergoing baptism? And there's a beautiful prayer of the church that speaks of uh, the 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 one who is being baptized baptizes baptism. <laughs> so by hmm. by you and I, when the water is poured over us, we become holy by the action of the Holy Spirit. But when the water is poured over Jesus, the water becomes holy because the Holy Spirit's already with Jesus. So that's what's happening. It's the opposite of what happens to us. He's taking something and elevating it from a sign of repentance to an actual encounter with the grace of the Holy Spirit. Just sort of like his first miracle, where at the, at the wedding uh, at Cana, marriage has existed since the beginning, Adam and Eve. So Jesus didn't start the sacrament of marriage, he took marriage as a human institution and he added it to a sacrament. So that's what he does in baptism. He takes a symbolic ritual gesture of repentance and he elevates it on the order of grace to be something which brings with it the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father Joseph Johnson is our spiritual director. I'm going to ask Father Joseph to uh, share this uh, Sunday gospel with us. But let's open up our phone lines first, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. It's a toll-free phone number if you'd like to uh, join in the conversation today, 888-914-9149. You can also email us, at relevantradio.com. But as we talk about baptism today, what does your baptism mean to you? And does the truth of being baptized make a difference in your faith and in in your life today. Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Joseph, can we take a moment here and ask you to share this uh, upcoming Sunday's Gospel with all of our listeners? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. And glory to you, o Lord. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. And praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father Joseph, as you share that with us right now, anything jump out at you in particular? You know, it, it, uh, this, this idea of the heavens being torn open is such a, a vivid image. You know, what, what, what we've just been celebrating in Christmas is that there is an infinite chasm, a gap, an abyss, a divide, however you want to to phrase it, between heaven and earth. And Jesus has come from heaven to earth. And, And what we find in his baptism 
as the heavens are torn open and the Spirit descends, in a way, what we what we find is uh, the Holy Spirit is descending into our world. You know, you, you never want to separate Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? There, there's a perfect unity there. You, you can't separate them. But there is something parallel about the Holy Spirit tearing open the heavens and come down and dwell in us. Uh, and, and in a way, these are parallel moments. The sun coming down at Bethlehem, the Spirit coming down at the Jordan uh, to, to, to bridge that gap. Uh, and, the, and the heavens rent open, torn open to, to make that happen. To me, that's just a very uh, vivid, uh, artistic image of, of this great mystery of God's love reconciling us to himself. Yeah, and then any significance to uh, to the dove, then uh, the spirit uh, like a dove descending upon him. I'm always so taken with that every time I see a dove in our backyard, really anywhere. I just think of that moment. You know, the uh, the it makes. I have to tell you a, a funny thing. We're on a serious topic, but the uh, the little children, when you you talk to them, we here in my parish, it's a Friday morning, and every Friday morning after Mass, pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet and have benediction. And as as part of benediction, at the end, we do the divine praises, and one of them is, "Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete." Uh, and and sometimes little children get it get a little fumbled, uh, and they'll say, "Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Parakeet." <laughs> no, no, dear, that's a that's a dove. The Holy Spirit came as a dove, not a parakeet. Uh, but no, you know, birds. What do they do? They fly above us. And so, whenever we think of the spiritual realm, we usually think of up above, like the Magi. They they saw a star up there, up above in the sky, and that star guided them. So when we think of, of a dove, uh, we, we immediately get this sense of something that's not trapped here on earth, something that can, can fly above us. Uh, and so the Holy Spirit coming down uh, like a dove is this image of one that's, that's coming from this realm that exists up above us and coming down to be with us. Father Joseph Johnson is our spiritual director. You know what? Let's take a phone call for you, uh, Father Joseph. And uh, Juan, listening in Texas, uh, thank you for the call. Yes, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, I was calling. I'm a converted Catholic, and I've been waiting over five years, six years to to finally get baptized. And I'm finally getting closer. Uh, I'm just waiting on. I got accepted already. Uh, but my, my my story is is that in those five years, I was my wife was kind of dragging me to church, I, and I would, you know, not wanting to go. Uh, um, she's wanting to pray a rosary. I pray a rosary, but just just kind of going along with her. But now it's it's a whole different world for me now. Uh, I, I can't wait to pray the rosary. I can't wait to go to church. I have my children and all of us getting involved, uh, praying the rosary every day with the rosary at night at seven. Um, but I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm really hungry for, for Christ now. Um, I, uh, I think that's beautiful one. 
You know, and, and God is so patient with us, right? Sometimes we are kind of begrudging and and he you know he has to drag us along or or he uses the a good woman like your wife or or a friend or someone like that to kind of nudge us in the right direction but he's so patient with us and then uh god bless you for having responded to that spark of grace uh, that has has lit a fire in your heart now for christ yeah, and so Juan, just to be be clear here, you have not yet been baptized. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, I'm uh, 44 years old, and I have not been baptized. And uh, but it's been a long road, a long learning road, uh, up and down. Um, but I'm going to say, once I get baptized, I'm I feel like I'm going to be really living now. <laughs> the, the, my purpose here, my purpose here, it was. I was always looking for it, and now I know. Beautiful. And and in fact, when you say, I'm going to really be living, th- there's something so true to that, Juan, because what's going to happen is the, the life of God comes into our hearts. That's what grace, we sometimes speak about grace, amazing grace, right? What is grace? You and I, we can make a mistake, and we can think about that like, uh, spiritual gasoline. You know, like, like uh, my car needs gas to run. I need grace to run, but but grace is a commodity that I can fill up my tank. You know, uh, grace is is a life; it's a share in the divine life, and that's what God wants you to do. Is He wants to give you His presence, that the Holy Spirit will be within you, uh, not just near you, not just there to help you out, but dwelling within you will be this divine presence. I I just had a a, a meeting this week with uh, a young lady who had been in one of my former parishes, and she was in her 20s and an atheist, and because of her contact with a beautiful Catholic family, that she was the babysitter for their kids, and uh, because she was the babysitter, she was around them, uh, and, and she became more like an older sister to them, and they would always pray before meals, and they would always do this and that and other, and so she would start asking questions, you know, uh, just in that kind of a way of, you know, I don't understand what are you doing this and why does it matter and all of this. And through it all, because of their beautiful witness, uh, came to faith. And she was baptized as an adult in her 20s. And I remember talking with her beforehand, and she said, Father Joseph, I, I realize this grace of baptism is going to be given to me. All of my sins, not just original sin, but Juan, every sin you've ever committed in your 44 years is all going to be totally obliterated doesn't exist anymore, all right? And it's a complete clean slate. And, and so she, talking to her about this fact that's going to happen to hers, she asked one of the most beautiful questions I could ever imagine, that I've ever heard anyone ask. She said, Father, with this gift, I just don't want to spoil it. What do I need to do to live by this? And I think, what what great insight. And like you yourself said, that they're going to be different moment. You are going to be different. Because, uh, you know, I grew up in Texas, Juan. I don't know if you know. So so enjoy the warm weather down there for me as I'm shivering up here in Minnesota. But but my good Baptist friends, baptism for them, there was a heavy emphasis on my personal choice. But it's not just about my personal choice. It's an action of God. And it's a gift. 
So yes, you your desire is beautiful and needs to be there, but it's the action and the gift of God that's primary there. Mm-hmm. And so to think of this gift that you're going to receive and then say, Lord, help me to live in this new way that I don't spoil this fresh beginning that you've given me and this divine life that is now within my heart. Yeah, wow. Juan, uh, thank you for joining us. And I hear Juan's story, Father Joseph, and the story of your friend. God keeps calling us, doesn't he? <laughs> keeps he inviting does. us, uh, keeps uh, chasing us. Uh, he's uh, that hound of heaven, isn't he? He is. And you know what? Uh, that that beautiful question that young lady asked, uh, the Lord eventually answered her and showed her she's now a member of the Nashville Dominican Sisters. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> she she took serious that I don't want to spoil this. Uh, and and the Lord said, okay, well here you go. You know, not Juan, you're not going to be called to be a nun. Don't worry, don't worry. Uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, but for all of us in whatever way, if we have that generosity of heart to realize the gifts that God gives us and say, I don't want to spoil it. I want I want to live this divine life that's within me. Yeah. Juan, uh, thanks again. Good to have you on the program. We're talking today about baptism. What does uh, your baptism mean to you, and does the truth of being baptized make a difference in your faith and in your life? Father Joseph Johnson is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Good to have you with us on The Inner Life today. Chuck Naff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Schaefer answering your phone calls, Father Joseph Johnson, our spiritual director, Father Joseph, one of our regular contributors, a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, talking today about baptism, looking ahead to this Sunday's uh, gospel. It's the baptism of the Lord we're celebrating. The gospel is from Mark and uh Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll free, 888-914-9149. Our email address, life at relevantradio.com. But as you think about your journey of faith and your baptism, what does your baptism mean to you? And does the truth of being baptized really make a difference in your life? Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Joseph, I have the great privilege uh, every day of narrating uh, reflections from in conversation 
conversation with God, which, by the way, everyone, are available on our Relevant Radio app. Just go to the Relevant Radio app, and there's a banner there, um, on top uh, in conversation with God. Click on that, and you will get uh, the day's uh, daily reflection. But this is um, Sunday's uh, part of Sunday's reflection, and um, it's a little bit of a sneak preview, so to speak. I'm just so taken with the image here. And so this is a, a part of the reflection from In Conversation with God for this coming Sunday. And it says, in baptism, we receive faith and grace. The day we were baptized was the most important day of our lives. And then a quote from St. Irenaeus, just as the parched land does not yield its fruits if it does not get water, so also we who were like dried sticks uh, before we, can we produce fruits of life only if we receive freely the gentle and abundant rainfall of grace from on high. Before we received baptism, we were outside the locked gates of paradise, unable to bring forth the slightest supernatural fruit. And I'm so taken with that, Father Joseph. And certainly uh, the line, uh, baptism, the most important day of our lives. And I read that, and as I've read that and pondered on it, it makes me wonder, and I'm going to say we, but it's probably really wondering if I, and, and a lot of us, take our baptisms for granted. Oh, indeed. You know, we take so much uh, for for granted, but uh, the baptism. I mean, what what is what does it mean to us? What just on a theological level, before on a personal level, what what actually is happening there? We talked about the forgiveness of original sin and and all subsequent sin for for those adults. You know, but but what about what about this? The promise of eternal life. That's that given to us in baptism, and. Too often, we think about that as just uh, ka-ching, that's a reward at the end, right? You know, but do you live life however I want to live it, and then in the end, Jesus is going to pay me back, right, by, by letting me into heaven? Or, by our baptism, has that oriented my life for a journey? And, and just like the Magi had that star to guide them on their journey— my baptism has put me on a journey, and my baptism orients me to keep me going there. You know, I, I tell people it's not that you can do whatever you want, and then all of a sudden at the end of your life you end up in heaven. It's like any journey. You need to take steps to make sure it happens. You know, if, if I want to go uh, from Minneapolis to Duluth, I can't get on I-35 going south. Now it would take me to my great homeland of Texas, and I can visit Juan, uh, you know, and maybe be there for his baptism, right? But, but if I want to go to Duluth, I've got to get on I-35 going north. How do I orient my life? If I want to be going to heaven, which is the promise that's been given to me at my baptism, what do I do concretely day in and day out to let my baptism keep orienting every step of the way that I'm on that journey, I'm tracking to make it to that destination, now, the other thing that, that baptism does is a little bit more abstract for, for most of us, a little bit more difficult to conceptualize. That is well, something that we call divine adoption, or the, the, a more Latinate word, filiation. What does that mean? It, it, and this is where maybe one of Jesus' other images helps us, where he says, I am divine, and you 
who are the branches. Okay, so so for those of you who, who like to work out in the garden, uh, at least uh, here in Minnesota when there's not snow, <laughs> I like to be out in the garden. And what happens when you graft a branch onto uh, a new tree? It begins to take its life from that new tree. Right? And that's what, what is happening to us in baptism through this divine adoption. Grace flows through Christ, from Christ, through this, this vine, if you will, to, to my little branch out there. And I can bear fruit because I'm connected. I'm connected. I'm drawing my life through that vine. And that's what it means to be a member of the church as the mystical body of Christ. There's that great Pauline image. I am Christ is the head, and, and I am one of those members of the mystical body. And again, members of the body, they, they are connected by that one bloodstream that goes through them all. Just like every branch on that vine is connected. You, you cut the, the, the branch off from the vine, and it can't live anymore. It needs to keep drawing its life from that vine. That's what baptism does for us is it gives us a divine life source within us, and that allows us to produce a fruit that otherwise we wouldn't be able to. I like that image of the parched land, too, because, of course, for those of us who have had the privilege of going on pilgrimage to the Holy Land, or if you've seen pictures of the Holy Land, there are parts of the Holy Land that are parched land, right? Uh, But I've had the privilege of being in the Holy Land in the early, early spring, when you look out of the desert, and you have this incredible phrase that we talk about, the desert in blossom, or the desert in bloom. And actually, yes, all this, this, this very barren, all of a sudden you see green and flowering, and, and it's, there's, there's life there, because water has come down. The winter rains have come down. And that's what we're talking about, that dew of the Holy Spirit comes down upon our our parched lives and allows us to blossom and flourish, allows there to be life uh, that's there. And and to find the ways to allow the Holy Spirit to bear, to to, to bring that fruit to bear in our lives, that's that's the work of discipleship. You know, and the Holy Spirit, it's funny, we think about the Holy Spirit both as water and fire. Water and fire normally we think about as opposites. But tongues of flame at Pentecost and dew fall from heaven, uh, we, we get both the moisture and the, and the heat, uh, both representing the Holy Spirit in this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And so as I'm sitting here listening to, uh, to your explanation here, Father Joseph, I'm, uh, I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, and here's my question. What can we do, uh, those of us who are trying the best we can to live out our faith, what, what can we do to remember the importance of our baptism? And I wonder if maybe this Sunday, as we celebrate the baptism of the Lord, this is a time to really, one, renew, renew our efforts to understand and live what this really means. Yes. You know, I think renewing our baptismal promises is a good thing to do uh, at least a, a couple times a year. The Church m- makes us do it at Easter, uh, but maybe today would be, uh, you know, I'm sorry, this Sunday would be another day to do that, and the anniversary of your own baptism. You go, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know when that was. Find out. There's your homework. Chuck, can I assign homework for the, the listeners? We're, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> your homework <laughs> is to find out. When is your anniversary of baptism? Find it out and 
into your smartphone or your calendar on your computer uh, or your old-fashioned, you know, uh, paper calendar. Put it on there with a big asterisk, and then be sure to observe that day in a special way by renewing your promises, uh, by thanking God for the gift of, of baptism, the gift of this new divine life. I've taken to, to doing something different with the children I baptize, Chuck. You know, normally, uh, as part of the baptismal ceremony, we give the, the children a candle. We light it from the Easter candle, the Paschal candle, and give it uh, to the, the parents and the godparents and say, keep this. This light symbolizes their new life. Keep it burning brightly, uh, you know, safe from sin, and, and this is just a great symbol. Well, I had a, a wonderful family in my parish a couple years ago, and they were expecting their first child, and the child was going to be born shortly after Easter. And they said, Father, can we ask a question? I said, sure. I said, what, what, what's the design of the Paschal candle this year? And I kind of chuckled. I'd never been asked that. But, but you know that, that priests uh, order a Paschal candle, and they come in different designs, different artistic decorations that are on them. And so I got them a picture of the one that we had ordered for that year, and they made... They copied that design on a candle that they brought for their child's baptism. Wow. So that it would look just like the big candle that it's being lit from. And they got it. The one they made was a thick candle, because most of the ones that, that we just kind of order in bulk and we hand out, they're these narrow little ones that are sort of like the ones that we normally use for our Advent wreaths at home. And you, you, you just they, they burn down so quickly. They wanted a thick one so that you can burn it every year on the anniversary, you know? And I think that's an important thing for us to do. So I actually started here ordering for the parish big candles to hand out uh, at our baptism oh, wow. so that you can every year on the anniversary of your baptism burn it. You know what? And burn it on the day of your first Holy Communion. Burn it on the day of your confirmation because all these things are connected, you know? And maybe you, instead of a unity candle which is really kind of a made-up thing from the florists, maybe on the day of your wedding, burn your baptismal calendar, your ca candle there too, because that's a living out of your baptismal vocation of holiness by getting married, you know, uh, or, or by entering a convent or by being ordained. You know, all of these things go back to that, that baptism. Baptism, why the quote you gave us, why baptism is the most important day, it's the gateway to everything. You can't receive any other sacrament without first being baptized, which is why there was a crisis this year, wasn't there, Chuck, when, when we found out a couple priests here in our country weren't validly baptized. It means that they weren't validly ordained either, right? And so they had to go and be baptized, and then they had to go and be ordained, because nothing starts without the origin in baptism. So, so that's... That's how important that sacrament is. Yeah. Father Joseph, let's uh, take another phone call for you. Uh, John, listening in Salem, Oregon, thank you for the call, and welcome to The Inner Life today. Good morning. Um, Father, I have a, a couple questions, but it's very interesting for me to um, share that the reason I'm calling you is the Holy Spirit and God convicted me because my mom is from Ironwood, Duluth, Minnesota. And I was baptized in 69 at Inidina, and my father is was Catholic, um, but he left the faith after Vietnam, and I moved, I developed into Protestantism. But um, I am in RCIA right now. I did find my 
um, baptism certificate and uh, gave it here to St. Joseph's with Monsieur Huninger. And and then the RCIA course, um, it is just a mystery to me how this has all happened. But the more I learn, the more I just ache for my Protestant friends to somehow get in to resources like you all so they can understand more rather than looking from the outside in. I have no conviction uh, moving forward into my uh, communion or confirmation, but um, I I just want to honestly say it's a miracle, 51, (laughs) that I'm doing this, but I'm calling the convention Duluth. (laughs) <laughs> ah, there we go. Well, you know, it, and it is a miracle of grace. That's the thing, you know. And and the the scriptures and the prayers of the church. We talk about baptism as a death, a death, and a rising. The, the the life that we receive through baptism is risen life. You know, we share in the resurrection. We share in Christ's victory over sin. We share in Christ's victory over death. And that's what that promise of eternal life is, is part of baptism. You know, so yes, this is a miracle. And and we'll pray for your father. God only knows what, what trauma he experienced in Vietnam uh, and that those those very painful full days there. But but we'll pray for him that, that, that the Lord gives him the graces he needs to heal his heart and to, to find that peace that only Christ, the Prince of Peace. But we are so grateful that you have have opened your heart to this miracle of grace, as you say. Now, how to share it with your friends? You know what? The Lord will show you every day. There, you know, we, we don't have to go and take extended courses in apologetics. and all. There's so many ways. You know, like now, right now, everyone's complaining about COVID and masks and shutdowns and this and that and the other. You know, that's probably 90% of conversations that go on at least start or end with, with some comments about how difficult life is right now. And all you have to do if you want to be an evangelist is is when that subject comes up and you, whatever, when you get to the, you just simply say this. You simply go, yeah, this is tough. I just don't know how I could get through it without Christ. And just leave it there. And, you know, and everything, huh? You know, yeah. you've just planted a seed, you know? Or, uh, God bless you, when you do get to that incredible day of your first Holy Communion, you know, you could change it up and say, yeah, I, if I didn't have the body and blood of Christ to nourish me, I don't know how I could bear the burdens of this. You know, I just yeah, well, boom, put it that way. No one can argue with it. You're not debating the Eucharist with him. You're just telling your personal experience of what the grace of God means to you as it comes to the, through the sacraments of the church. Yeah. John, uh, thank you for the call. Good to have you on the program uh, today. We appreciate uh, you joining us. Father Joseph Johnson is our spiritual director talking today about baptism. We're celebrating the baptism of the Lord on Sunday. But what does your baptism mean to you? And does the truth of being baptized make a difference in your faith and in your life today? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. You can email us as well, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We will pause for a moment. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
The Relevant Radio Studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thank you for joining us. Good to have all of you with us on The Inner Life talking today about the baptism of the Lord and our baptisms. Father Joseph Johnson, our spiritual director. Father Joseph is a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis and pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church, that in St. Louis Park. And a little bit of time left in the program if you'd like to join us uh, as we talk about baptism. What does your baptism mean to you today? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Joseph, I'm curious, um, tell us about your experience as a priest of baptizing infants and adults. Uh, what is um, What is that like for you? Well, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, having grown up in the the Bible Belt, you know, where where my friends were being baptized as adolescents, you know, and would question, why do you baptize infants? And I said, it's for the same reason that you feed infants, <laughs> you know, to give them life, to give them life. Again, sometimes the the, the Protestant mentality is a personal choice uh, that's being made, uh, but but again, the the faith of the parents and the godparents choose life for that child, choose supernatural life. And so to see that that wonderful little infant to come and receive the grace of, of baptism, it's just, it, it brings great joy, you know, to your hearts. And it helps our parents, you know, to, to realize their vocation. What is your vocation? Your vocation is not to get that kid to college, you know. Your vocation is to get that kid to heaven, Right? And and the baptism of that infant helps remind the parents of that vocation. I am to form my child to live in the image of Christ, uh, to share in his glory forever. Wow. So it, it helps to, to give incentives to, to all those dirty diapers and all those teenage tam- tantrums and all the rest of it to keep the big picture in mind, right? I am, oh, yeah. I am in this for something so much more important uh, than that. And then with adults like John, this beautiful story of, of John that he's showing us and, and, and Juan, uh, that, that, you know, we, each one of us, we go through life. And I would say my first principle of theology is, is life is messy, right? You know, there, there, there are not a lot of things that are neat and tidy, and, and, and we all have different journeys, and God is so patient uh, with us. And with adults, to see how the Lord has been manifesting his patience, his mercy, how uh, through all the ups and downs of life that, that, that's, that, that uh, grace has been coming. You know, the great English author, Evelyn Waugh, talked about a twitch upon a thread, you know? And I don't know if, if any of our readers have ever had you know, a cat as a pet, and sometimes you'll have one of those little uh, stuffed animal, kind of a, a mouse on a string, and you and you kind of 
you know, lead the cat around like this. But but anyway, it's the idea is this is with that string, you just one flip of the wrist and that mouse is out of there, out of the reach of the cat, whatever. But it's the same thing with God, that that little that little filament of grace that's moving through our lives. And we might look like we're we're not anywhere close to God, but all of a sudden, boom, a twitch upon a thread. And and uh, you're like, well, wait a minute. How did such and such go from being an atheist to a Catholic nun? You know, how did, you know, this person go from that to the other? You know, it's that twitch upon the thread. It's, it's talking to adults as they're preparing for their baptism, hearing their story and seeing the beauty of God's mercy, God's patience, and his grace at work in, in pulling them to himself, drawing him uh, to that, that only source, that, that aching within our heart that we long for, for God. And we try to fill that. St. Saint Augustine tells us we, we fill, try and fill it with everything else, but our hearts are restless until they rest in Thee, O Lord. You know, that's, that's the beauty of working with adults for baptism. Yeah. Is there one message uh, when you uh, celebrate a baptism uh, that you hope that the, the parents or the adults uh, walk away with? To, to get that sense of the mystical body of Christ, that, that to be a Christian isn't to, okay, I go to this address on Sunday morning, or nowadays, maybe I log on this web address on Sunday morning, uh, but, but it's something more than that, or having an envelope that I they deposit, uh, you know, in the, in the offertory. It's, it's to have a life joined to Christ, to be part of the mystical body. Uh, that's the reality of baptism, and it's mind-boggling, and it's beautiful, and it should cause us to pause and and uh, for the for the go ahead i'm sorry chuck well we're just going to run uh, short on time here and oh, uh okay well that's okay hey it's what happens on uh, live radio yeah so, <laughs> well one last thing uh yeah. to, to tell our listeners encourage your priest at the liturgy to to do something to help you remember your baptism. Right now, sadly, we've we've removed holy water from our holy water fonts. That's our way. Every time we'd go to church, we'd remember our baptism by dipping our fingers in the holy water. That's what it reminds us of as our baptism. But the priest, I do this at every mass this weekend for the baptism of the Lord. Instead of the normal penitential rite, the priest has the option of doing something called a sprinkling rite where we remember our baptism and we're sprinkled with holy water. And, I'll, and the priest can do that numerous times during the year. Ask your pastor, Father, could we ever do that for the baptism of the Lord? Can we do that for Sundays in the Easter season? Can we do it at particular moments and just help us all remember the beauty of our yeah. baptism? Father Joseph Johnson, our spiritual director, let's uh, take another phone call. Pat, uh, listening in California, thank you for the call. Welcome to the program today. Yeah, listen, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I had uh, a mass said for my sister who left the church and still is not in the church. And uh, her husband came along, which I was surprised and very delighted. And uh, after the mass, uh, they had this most beautiful prayer service in the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous. He was so so intrigued at looking at that. I was looking at him instead of the Blessed Sacrament. I couldn't believe it. And um, and then one week uh, later, I stopped by at the house, and I don't know why I, st- I st- talked about baptism. He said, I have not been baptized. Now, I'm 85, so it's 84 or 85. 
And I said, well, you have to do it. And I left. And he was baptized the next day. And then uh, he wasn't Catholic. And uh, a couple of days later or something, I stopped by again. And I walked in the house. My sister says, I think he's dead. And uh, I went, and I, there was no movement. And, and uh, so I said the Divine Mercy Chaplet. He, I think he was dead. He had died just a few minutes. And uh, that's my story. Beautiful story. God used you as an instrument for him to receive the grace of baptism, the promise of eternal life, right before he was going to need that promise. Right? That's beautiful. I know it's hard to lose a loved one. It's hard to, to be that happens and, and all that but it was through you and maybe the grace of that mass you had offered for your sister uh the lord was at work through the grace of that mass to 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 bring uh your your, your brother-in-law to to that moment where he could uh have the great grace of baptism oh thank yeah. you for sharing that yeah, thank you, Pat. Good to have you on the program today. Not a lot of time left here, and uh, I just want to go back for a moment, Father Joseph, just talking about remembering the date that we were baptized. And I guess to our listeners, for those of uh, listening today who may not know how to find that out, they should be able, I think, based upon my wife who used to work in a in a Catholic uh, rectory, that they can go back to the church where they were baptized. They should have that date, right? Yes. You don't need to find the paper in your mom's scrapbook, uh, you know, that has the date. As long as you know where you were baptized, you can call that church uh, or, or write them a letter and an email, and they have record there, and they can, they can uh, tell you, or probably just they'll fill out a form and give it to you that has all of your sacramental dates. Even if you've moved away, what happens is, you know, let's say you're baptized as a child in this parish, and then you move to another state, whatever, now you're getting ready to be married. When you get married, that parish where you're married will send a note back to your parish of baptism uh, so that they put it there. So all of your sacramental records are supposed to be kept at one place, the church of your baptism. So that's how you do your homework, is is you simply find, okay, what church was I baptized at, and then contact them. Uh, be patient, because during COVID times, I don't know that all of our parish offices have full staffing and, and the like, but uh, but that's the way to do it. It's not terribly difficult. You don't you don't need to turn uh, to an investigator. There may be some people where there's not a recollection of where it happened, so there you might have to piece, you know, some of the puzzle together, ask relatives and, and things, but but uh, that's where you find the information. And you're motivating me because uh, I was baptized in the Presbyterian Church uh, before I converted to the faith. So I was 13 years old. I don't remember the date. I do know I was 13. And um, I remember the moment like it was uh, yesterday. Well, and, and if that church, some of our Protestant churches, uh, our friends there, uh, also keep records of baptism. Uh, but if for some reason that one didn't, uh, then Chuck, I'd say pick a day. Maybe it's the Feast of the Lord's Baptism, 
and you uh, you observe that as your anniversary then every year. Well, I'm going to put my investigative reporter hat on and see what I can find out. So, Father Joseph Johnson, our spiritual director. Father Joseph, a great show today, great insights. If you joined us late, download the podcast. It's great information about the baptism of the Lord. And, uh, Father Joseph, we need to wrap things up. As you know, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. We thank God for the great grace of divine life within our hearts. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Joseph Johnson, a pleasure always to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks uh, to all of you for listening. We do appreciate that. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass here in about 60 seconds. We'll uh, be doing that. And don't forget, 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Gail Clark. We're back on Monday. Have a great weekend. See you then.